Welcome to Trumpet Media Podcast with James Taiwo, encouraging people to faithfully serve God and motivating them to live fulfilled lives on earth. Get James Taiwo's books and subscribe to his articles at jamestaiwo.com. That's James T A I W O.com. Nehemiah in the Bible was someone who was one of God's children that returned from the captivity to rebuild the world of Jerusalem. The world had been burnt and broken by the enemies. The children of the land were taken in captivity as slaves to the foreign land for a long time. And Nehemiah was one of the few people that returned to rebuild this world. But when he came back to rebuild the world, it wasn't as easy as he thought. You know, the problem was not the material. The problem was not the laborers who would do the work. You know what the problem was? People that were not well-wishers were the problem. It's like you want to buy a house. You have money in the pocket. You are qualified. You have good credit. Okay? You have everything that is in, in alignment with you to buy the building. But, there's this just neighbor that don't, just doesn't want you to come close and buy the house because he doesn't like your face. Maybe you look too dark or too bright. Can you imagine that? I'm sure by the time you start to pray, God give me a house, that won't be one of your prayer points. So Nehemiah, he was going to the land to do God's work, to build, immobilize people. He even got the support of the king, the most powerful person on the land. But his enemy were the least people to think about. And those are two people, the chiefs, Samalat and Tobiah. I want us to read the book of Nehemiah chapter 4. Let's start to read from verse 1. But it so happened when Samalat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews, and spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria, and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heap of rubbish, rubbish stones that are born? Now Tobiah the Hammerite was beside him, and he said, Whatever they are, whatever they build, even if even a fox goes up on it, it will break down their stone walls. Listen, the last part that I read, does it make sense to you? A fox. If he walks upon a stone wall, the walls will collapse. But they know that what they were saying didn't make sense, right? But why were they saying that? They wanted to discourage them. They wanted to demoralize them. Even though what they were saying did not make sense, they kept saying it because they believed that the more they say it, the more they will become tired. They will become discouraged. I'm talking to you sons and daughters of God. Do you get all the support and motivation in life in what you are, you are doing or you are about to do? Most of the time, no. Most of the time, friends are not there to help you when some, you are about to purchase something positive. Most of the time, you don't get good feedback. Most of the time, people make you feel like you are nobody. You are feeling competent of going towards what you are pursuing. You know why they are doing that? It's not that once you do that, they will die. But once you don't do it, 
they have succeeded and you have failed. And this little tactic, the devil always uses it constantly. Constantly. Using it to attack people of God. In any way, you, as a child of God, you are going through one thing or the other. You are pursuing. You are not able to cap. You are not able to reach. You are trying. You are not able to achieve your goal. Today, the law will come upon you. The new strength will come upon you. The spirit of the Lord will possess you. Amen. The anointing of the Lord will overflow you. Amen. Influence will come from above. And what you will not be able to do naturally, you will be able to do it going forward in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says, where other people are saying there is casting down, you shall say there is lifting up. When Nehemiah heard the word from Sambalat and Tobiah, what did they do? I want us to fast forward, verse 4. Nehemiah said, Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own head and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sins be blotted out from before you. For they have provoked you to anger before the builders. Nehemiah did what? He prayed. He prayed. Nehemiah cried unto the Lord. What we are saying is happening to you right now. Either you are able to put your finger on it or not. You are pursuing something positive and something negative is going against you. Circumstances is running against you, making you to feel like, you know what, I am dear, I will make sure you are not able to get it. Either from the word of mouth or from any form of influence around you. Maybe you are expecting somebody to clap for you and that clapping is not forthcoming. That is what we are talking about here. Nehemiah prayed. Alright? Levi fast forward, this man had a result. And so let's do what he did for him to get the result that he got. He prayed. Samalat and Tobiah, they rose against him. They used the word of mouth to demoralize him. They made him feel to be nobody. And this man, he cried unto the Lord. He said, Oh God, hear our cry. Silence our voice. Let him have no reward. Let's go forward. In verse, verse 6. What did he do? Verse 6, shall we read? So we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. For the people had a mind to walk. Remember the topic. The topic is a courageous mind. When things are not going the way you thought they would go, that does not mean you must stop. Who is it among us? Who is up to something good? Who is about to give up? This message is for you. God is saying, don't look at what is happening right now. Don't look at what people are doing. Don't hear what people are saying. Don't feel what people how, how people want you to feel. See what is ahead of you. Pursue it and you're going to reach out to you. Amen. You're going to reach it. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to have testimony over it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey! They rose against Nehemiah. They used the word of mouth to make him, to ridicule him, to make him feel like you are nobody. Either you like it or not, we've had words of discouragement in the past. Some people, they didn't even tell you, but they want you to, they make you feel like you are nobody. They feel like if they don't support you, your world has collapsed. You see that song that you sang? I want you to be able to sing it in 10 years' time. You'll be able to sing it in 15 years' time. And what is that telling you? Don't look at what is happening right now. Yes. Children of God, the destiny, my destiny is not in the hands of a woman being. I don't care who you are. My destiny is not in your hands. And I'm not saying it arrogantly. 
it's just a fact of it. And that is how I see myself. My destiny is not in your hands. And so is your destiny not in my hand. Your destiny is in the hand of God. If you can live in this understanding, you keep going. Things will be rolling, you will not stop. You are going farther from here in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you are going to reach that height in the name of Jesus. Amen. I've thought you will never reach you will pass that stage in the name of God. Because man did not write your story. God wrote your story. Amen. Amen. As we are sitting down in the presence of God this morning, we have different goals, different agendas. If I tell you, man, you feel like, ah, oh, that doesn't really make sense. Or if you tell him, yours, I may feel like, no, why don't you do something better with your life than that? So, it may not mean anything to you, just may not mean anything to me. But what is important is what God has placed on your heart, on your mind. There's something that combines all of us together that is common. What is it? Heaven. Success. Some people don't even like to be successful too much. Alright? Because of holiness. You know, heaven, every, if you are a Christian, you want to go to heaven. You want to be raptured. You want to meet God in the hand. You want to serve God. You have a goal that all of us have a goal that we want to do the will of God. That's a common goal. I'll talk about that, then I'll talk about the ones that are different. But what is our common goal? Our common goal is what we have said. How can we achieve that common goal? You achieve that common goal with a conscious mind. Nobody is a good Christian without the consciousness of being a good Christian. Nobody is a good. There's nothing you do in life successfully without being conscious of it. All of us, many of us, we have laid back because of the society we have found ourselves. We lay back in this country. We lay back. If I ask you, the way you are serving God now, is it the way you used to serve God before you came into this country? I said, I can say that 90% of people over here will say no. So what has fallen on us? What has happened to us? When we don't have money, we don't change our clothes. We cry. We, we die in the church every day. We are just faking our relationship with God. See, people that you see that we are late today, you see on YouTube, maybe because they are still in Nigeria. By the time they come over here, they become just like you. And that is not a good story. The good story is you put your mind in what you are doing as a child of God. Do you want to stick with serving God the way you are in 10 years? Are we not supposed to be moving forward or should we, move, we should be moving backward? So what will you be doing from now on? A conscious effort as a child of God. We're talking about our common goal. Maybe I should stop here. I should make you think about it. Because it's supposed to be a better Christian. Don't tell me I am busy. Everybody is busy. And in fact, it's, good, it's a good thing to be busy. If you are somewhere in your village, maybe you are in Ghana or Nigeria or Togo, wherever you come from, and you are crying unto God now, you have 24 7 free time, you are in the church praying. God, please give me a job, give me a job, give me a job. Is that, is that a good thing? I mean, praying to God is a good thing, but for you not having a good job, it's not a good thing. So now that you are busy, it's because you have something. It's because something is going on in your life. Look at what our lives have become. Should we blame God for answering our prayers? Are we not supposed to be serving God better for Him answering our prayers? A woman once are insatiable, as the thought in Kenya and economics in those days. Woman will never be satisfied. You give them something, they will look for something that they don't have. Let us sit back in one day, one minute, one moment, and be grateful to God and serve God diligently. Hey! 
Hey, sons and daughters of God, when was the last time you go on prayer and fasting only just because you want to praise God? Maybe before you are still back home, that's when you did it last. Be committed to God in your service and see how far God will help you. That is our common goal. This message will continue shortly. Let me quickly remind you to subscribe to Trumpet Media Podcast with James Tywell on iTunes and other outlets. Remember to review and rate us very high in the store. Visit jamestywell.com to subscribe for free articles and download books. Continue to enjoy the message. Who are the people that we should say have courageous mind in the scripture? That we can learn from them. If we look into the Old New Testament, look at Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul knew what he was sent to do, and he was all out to do it. If at least it's him or only a few people in the scripture that says, he confidently said, I have run my race. I have finished the task. This man was not bluffing. This man was not sugarcoating. He did it. He knew what his life was meant for. What is your life meant for? What is it that God has committed into your hands to do? What is your ministry? Some people, God called them to be praying for people. They know this is their gift. But are you still doing it right now? The generation of Sambalat and Tobiah, you have to deal with it. If you don't deal with your Sambalat and Tobiah, you will not be able to get to where you're supposed to be. The Bible says, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are wrestling against principalities and power and rulers of darkness in the highest places. The enemies that are against you, they are not only wanting to silence you, they, are, they want to kill you. They want to make sure that you don't wake up another day and realize your dream. So they want a permanent silence into your life. You know, somebody like Tobiah, Tobiah, if you continue to read their story, these people, Nehemiah and his people, they had to have some people that were carrying sword. And other people were carrying blocks. It got to a point that Nehemiah and the leaders, they could not even change their clothes. They didn't have enough time to go into the shower because the enemy might come suddenly. But this man made up his mind that this one, I am going to build it. Is there anything in your life that you can say, I'll be so determined that I will do it no matter what comes my way? Some of us challenges come here and there. You see people changing jobs as if they are changing clothes. When anything happens, maybe in the relationship, or maybe the children, you see them jumping out, they want to, they want to go and have their own freedom because it's not going their way. Or maybe in the education, you see them changing courses, changing disciplines. It happens to everybody. It doesn't matter what class or category of people you have. People change because they are not able to set their mind on what they want to achieve in life. Whoever will go there and achieve it as to somebody that has made up his mind, hey, this is what God is saying about me. This is what God wants me to do in life. And I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Will you do what God has said your life to do? Amen. Amen. So know yourself. What is it that your life has been set to do? One thing I know is that you will have to kill me before you can take gospel from my mouth. And I ask you, what is it that God has destined your life for? Amen? Amen. The Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to please quickly wrap this up, and I want to make sure I hit my point. There are two things that we need to do in life that make things so happen. Okay? 
No matter how much you dream in life, no matter how far you want to go in life, you need God to be behind you. If God is not behind you, you are not going to get here. But God has to be behind you. Is God behind you? Is God in what you are doing? Or are you doing it because you want to impress people? Or you are doing it because they say this is what is raining right now? Even if it's good, have you brought it before God and said, God, it's me and you that is in this business. Don't just do it. You can have a beautiful idea. Is God behind it? Have you set it with God? Sometimes God will say, it's a good idea, but no, no. Wait a little bit. By the time you are praying, God might say, okay, go and meet so, so and so. And the chief the right thing that we need for that situation to be addressed. So if God is not here, you'll be jumping, jumping, running. You'll be getting results, but it won't, it won't be as much. So songs and letters of God, never outrun God. Slow down. Let God be part of the chemistry. And you will never regret it. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, God must play his part for you to get it here. There's something they call breath of God. When God created Adam, he created Adam from the dust, right? When God created the animals, how did God create the animals? God said, let there be lion, right? Let there be tree, let there be ocean, let there be sea, let there be sky, let there be lion, let there be this. When God wanted to create Adam, what did he do? Did he say, let there be Adam? What did God do? God created, he used dust. That is something we call clay today. To make Adam. What did God do? God breathed on him. It was an effort. That breath is very important. If there is no breath, it will remain a dust. It will remain clay. It will remain a clay. But when the breath came, things changed. The breath of God has to be in what you are doing in life. The breath of God. Sons and daughters of God. No matter how little I am moving in life, in as much God is breathing upon me, I will never run out of energy. Is God breathing upon you? Is God breathing upon you? Because what is in front of you is bigger than you. You will never get enough time. You will never have enough resources. This will never be adequate for you. But if the breath of God is there, you will never regret it. So seek God and say, God, please breathe upon me in this endeavors. Please be with me so that I may succeed. Amen. Amen. So that is the most important part in life. The second part is that your own personal portion of the issue you have to do your personal part. What is your personal part? The personal part, according to the scripture, according to the title, a courageous mind. You have to be courageous. Amen. Amen. You have to know what you are hoping for, what you are aiming at. You cannot go by peer pressure. You cannot go by people that are dressing nice on social media. You don't need me to. You don't need me to remind you that those people that dress good on social media, they are not as good as they are. Those that you see on Instagram, people have touched them, they have photoshopped them, they have put brush, photoshop brush, to make it look perfect. Please, it's good to receive influences. What I'm telling you this morning is what it can be termed as an influence. Okay? When you read the Bible, it's an influence. But, what is influencing you? People you talk to, people you have conversation with, they are influencing you, either you know or not. So you have to be careful, always be conscious of how you are being influenced on a daily basis. Some of us work in the secular world. We still have to rub our body with people that are not Christians. How are we being influenced? So always be conscious of it. Because if you are not, you will lose your focus. 
Amen. In Christ, you could say something to write home about. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. What do you want to live your life for? I want to bring this to a close. If you want to serve God, in what capacity will you do it? I have seen the faces of champions. I've seen the faces of people that are going from one higher ground to another higher ground. I've seen people that the people will be emulating them. Okay? I've seen people that people will be turning them to bring up us. I said, God, make my life Mr. So like this is. I've seen people that what they will be able to achieve, nobody will be able to rival it in the next one hundred years. But you must have a courageous mind. You must not be small in your mind. You must see that he that is in you is more than he that is in the world. You must understand that you cannot be defined by what people are saying about you. You must understand that people don't have to like you. you listen to me. It must not always be the way you want it. That does not mean God has changed. Where God is taking you, you will get there in the name of Jesus. Help come from the Lord. The psalmist says, I will lift up my head onto the hills. And when comes my help, my help shall come from the Lord that made the heaven and the earth. Hey, your help will come from the Lord. Where will your help come from? Start to live that life from today. My help shall come from the Lord. My help shall come from the Lord. Little dependence on a fellow human being. Let your help come from the Lord. I'm not saying you will not need people's help, but God can use anybody. It does not have to be your family member. It does not have to be people that you know. Let your help come from the Lord. Let the Lord send the right people that has the right answer. Ah! Hallelujah! Amen. If you trust a family member, a family member will brag over you. Please, your help is not in the hand of man. Amen. If you are only looking at things around you, you are myopic. You are short-sighted. You can't only see beyond your nose. It's bad. You are not a good Christian. Start to see beyond yourself. Let your help come from the Lord. But the question is, do you know this God? Do you interact with this God? Does this God know you? Let us be on our feet. God is saying there's somebody here, Otisue, say you are tired. There's somebody here, you are tired of something. I want you to cry unto God's shoulder this after this morning. Cry unto God's shoulder. Say, God, I cry unto you. Over that I am tired of. I cry on your shoulder. I cry on your shoulder. Over this matter, I cry on your shoulder. I cry on your shoulder. You must have been trying so many times with many attempts. That's why you are tired. But once you cry upon the shoulder of God, let your tears roll on his body. Let his one that is able to help. Let him feel your pain. Let him feel your terror. Let him feel your, your agony. And Father, we present ourselves to you. These children of the Lord, here we are, we present ourselves to you. Father, in any how, any way, any means you have reached us this morning, we pray. Antidote has come. The yoke is broken. The solution has come. 
the problem does not exist anymore. Amen. The hand that is bigger than every hand, the hand of the Lord most high God, is placed upon us. Amen. That limitation of man cannot hold us back anymore. Amen. People that have been proven to be important from today, they become irrelevant in the name of Jesus. Amen. People that have been claiming to be important, that they have said if we are not behind it, it goes nowhere. Father, from today, they become irrelevant in the name of Jesus. As a father, we pray anything that has been challenging us, that has an upper hand by one way or the other, either at work or at home, either where we go, where we are extended to, Whatever that has been claiming as if he is God, she is God, he is God, whatever it is, situations and circumstances, anything it is that is proving and that is pushing, that is influencing, that is oppressing as if it is a higher authority. We say you that is higher than every other one, the name that is above every other name, in the name of Jesus, let that yoke be broken, let that God be removed, let that limitation be destroyed, in the name of Jesus. We are free. Amen. We are free. Amen. We are free. Amen. I want you to say I am free. I am free. I am free in the name of Jesus. I can get anywhere. I can go anywhere. I can achieve anything. Because the Spirit of God is upon me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Enjoy this message by James Tyler. Subscribe to this podcast to stay informed of every new episode. Trumpet Media is the media arm of World Outreach Evangelical Ministry. If you live in New York City area, consider to join our worship service on Sunday at 10 a.m. We are located at 3721 Rockaway Beach Boulevard, Far Rockaway, New York. 11691 Learn more about us at woem.org